0: if you're having trouble um eating too much having trouble with desserts um having trouble when you're done with dinner kind of like continually going back for seconds or continually um kind of like doing that uh late night snack Mm -hmm. it's brush your teeth Mm. so if when when you're done brushing your teeth the last thing you want to do is eat something your teeth feel really clean and everything else tastes really bad Well, we can use that as a mechanism, as a tool to tell your body actually like from a hormonal um, like uh, trigger Pavlov's dog experience that eating time is over Mm -hmm. and now it's starting to begin the process of bedtime. And you can do this throughout other times of the day as well. We are
1: here because we know the
0: outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute
1: ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That Chasing Excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run. Always chasing. Never stopping. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence. As always, I'm here with Ben. How are you, sir? I'm very good, Patrick. Today we're going to do a second round of of a relatively new show format. We've called it 3 by 3 We've done one so far. Uh, The results uh, were good the first time, so we're going to try again. So 3 by 3 is, I'm going to present you with... Three topics, three things, and you're gonna give us uh, your kind of your three takes on that thing. It's a terrible way to. Dis- I have to find a better way to describe this. Uh, three, I think that. Uh, Hope I'm just gonna. I'm just not gonna explain it anymore. Three by three. First one, actually, <laughs> quickly, I'm gonna tell us the three things that we're gonna to do today, and then we'll dive into the first one. So the first one, or we're gonna do three nutrition tips that you haven't heard, three exercise routines you should do besides CrossFit, and three people you should have in your life. So those are the three we're going to tackle today. First one being the nutrition tips that you haven't heard.
0: Number one. Numero uno. So this is nutrition tips. I just want to clarify this. Nutrition tips you haven't heard before. Yes. So not the best nutrition tips. Just so this could be anything.
1: It really could be anything. Yeah.
0: We're we're giving you a lot of freedom here. All right. But I'm going to try and put things that will actually like that you haven't heard before, but may move the needle for you. So it's not like, you know, mainline agave you know it's like (laughs) uh, all right first one is um don't eat when it's dark out Hmm. okay explain that it's a it's an easy way to implement intermittent fasting yeah so intermittent fasting can be helpful for some people if we're looking for calorie restriction essentially all you have to do is when it gets dark out you're done eating and when it gets light out you can start eating so it's not even based off the clock. Now, I would cost people that live in Iceland during the winter or people that live in Iceland during the summer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they never stop eating. Or Alaska, yeah.
1: or, Alaska or any um, other place. Yep.
0: But okay. the idea here is let kind of like the um, a little bit of the circadian rhythm dictate your eating schedule. Mm-hmm. So when you're awake and you're moving, that's when we should be eating. And when it gets dark and when it's, things slow down, that's when we should not be eating. Yeah. So kind of this imagine this like 12 hours on, 12 hours off thing is kind of easy schedule. So maybe we stop eating at seven at night and we started eating at seven in the morning, but let the, let the darkness be the dictator. Yeah.
1: I love, um, I love artificial constraints like that Yeah, because they just, they just remove decision-making. Yeah. So if you can find the ones that work for you, I think that that's, that's such an easy way to know. Should I eat or shouldn't I? Nope. Okay, good. All right. First one. What's the second one?
0: Uh, second one is pray. Okay. So what I mean by this is before you eat, call it a prayer if you want to, it's catchy. Yep be mindful mm-hmm. be thankful actually look at your plate of food and be thankful for the fact that you get to eat this now what that does is it brings intention and awareness to what you're about to do instead of just scarfing things down while you're watching the ball game or while you're plugging away on this project or while you're driving in the car and all of a sudden you get done eating and it's gone. it's gone never thing you happen eating now becomes an intentional practice for a purpose mm-hmm. and when that happens it changes the ball game now Again, these are not the most meaningful things. It's not the but it's something you probably haven't heard before, but it's a practice that's age old, right? Yeah. Say grace. Yep. Say why you're thankful beforehand. All of a sudden now it's like this is an intentional moment in time where I'm going to actually think about what I'm supposed to be doing instead of kind of just like it's a secondary thing I'm doing on the yeah. side or multitasking my way through another snack or meal. Right.
1: Right. And that pairs nicely with your advice that we've talked about previously about you know, eating on, you know, eating at a table mm-hmm. you know, without any screens, right? Yes. P- pair that, they pair together nicely.
0: Okay. Third one. Okay. If you're having trouble um, eating too much, having trouble with desserts, um, having trouble when you're done with dinner, kind of like continually going back for seconds or continually um, kind of like doing that uh, late night snack, mm-hmm. it's brush your teeth. Mm. So if when when you're done brushing your teeth, the last thing you wanna do is eat something. Your teeth feel really clean and everything else tastes really bad. Well, we can use that as a mechanism, as a tool to tell your body actually like from a hormonal um, like uh, trigger Pavlov's dog experience, that eating time is over, mm-hmm. and now it's starting to begin the process of bedtime, and you can do this throughout other times in the day as well. So you have that two o'clock, like really kind of like, oh man, I I really want to go buy the the bowl of M and M's in the office. Go in the bathroom and just brush your teeth really quick. Ninety seconds later, like you're back at work, and that's probably gone.
1: Mm, love that. Okay. So those are your three nutrition tips you haven't heard. Moving on to three exercise routines you should do besides CrossFit.
0: So um, obviously uh, I love CrossFit. If you were to choose one, that would be the one. Constant, varied, functional, moves, point of relatively high intensity is the gateway to increase improve fitness. Um, If you're looking to kick ass in your 90s or you're looking to dominate on the field or you're you're trying to lose weight, that would be my choice. Now, if we're to use that as I am doing CrossFit, what else could I do to kind of like stay active, supplement, do additional things? Yep. The first one I, would, I love is is yoga.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I am not a huge believer in yoga as a workout program, which I think a lot because of people are- that's the
1: primary do- thing you do. Yeah,
0: so yeah. a lot of people are like trying to get their workouts and trying to get fit by doing yoga. It's better than doing nothing for sure, but I'm not a huge fan of like power yoga and heat yeah. yoga. I've, I've done a lot of it. Um, what I am a fan of is using yoga as the yin to the yang of what crossfit is. CrossFit is very hard. Mm-hmm. It's um it's you're trying to work out at a very high relative intensity level. So it is a go 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 get it get it get it want it want it want it work hard work hard work hard and like ah well yoga is the opposite. It is take a step back. Actually, you know what? Better yet, let's take 5 Steps back. Let's focus on our breathing. Let's internalize our thoughts. Let's stretch things out and hold the position for a long time. Let's relax for a little bit. And those two things paired together are really pretty special. They really are. Now, I'm not saying you have to do yoga five days a week. I actually think if you do yoga once a week, you're going to see tremendous benefits, particularly if that yoga is not heat yoga, power yoga, um, super flowy hold poses. Let's work our core. I think the more melt, like a Sunday morning chill yoga or um, candlelight at night yoga, like a really kind of breathing-based, stretchy, not hard, because we're working, you're already working hard. You don't Mm -hmm. need to add in more hard work. You need the opposite. Pull back a little bit and focus on, um, more of the centered stuff in the breathing aspect of it.
1: Where um, where do you draw the line between? Uh, you know, there there are there are a handful of mobility programs, right? Yep. Whether they're it's Ramwad or uh, Kelly Stretch just has you know has a new one. Is that in the same ballpark as the benefits that you're you're suggesting as yoga, or are they or they really three different things that we're talking about, and and where. Where does the where does the mob- mobility one live yeah. in between those two?
0: So I believe the mobility one the goal of the mobility ones are to get you to um, <clears throat> be able to perform the workout. Got it. That's like I just I just talked to Kelly last week actually. Yep. Um he said you know what the best physical therapy is? You know what the best mobility thing is? You know what the best it it's crossfit. Hmm. Do the actual functional movements. Now, if you can't get yourself into a functional range of motion, then what we should be doing is a little bit of extra mobility work to get us there. Mm-hmm. That's separate from yoga. Okay. So the, what you're doing before and after your workouts is not to me what we should be doing separate, which is the, uh, like, get away from the gym, get outside on the back porch, go so it's a to the studio, the, like the, the
1: movement. It's, it's, it's everything, the it's, contextual it's, of yeah, the environment. It's, it's, it's
0: really, it. it's, it's the, like, Let's find the space. Now, if you're using Kelly or something else to like go into the back porch and pull out your yoga mat and it's like your zen time, we're probably trying in the right direction. Okay,
1: cool. Okay, that was the first one. Second
0: one. Um, hike. Mm, love that. Get out in nature. Go slow. Hopefully um, up and down hills, but if not, like just walk in the woods. Mm-hmm. Like, But that like... There's so much from like, um, you know, the Stoics to modern day CEOs that, um, you know, essentialism and um, leaders lead by um, solitude. There's so much to this aspect of um, getting separation and getting into nature. Mm -hmm. Like separation is great. Like get away from your screen, get away from your office. It's good if you go... To the coffee shop it's good if you grab a book it's good if you just go for a drive but there's something even added extra special about literally you know people that even talk about like being you know grounding like yeah. there's a thing of like take off your shoes and stand on grass yeah like that's how like we're, we live in a concrete jungle like let's get back to this place where we all evolved from which was nature it's weird that we have to seek it out now because it, it, it's a rarity for most of us but i really believe in like woods mm. i think that the woods are amazing I, I you know i'm give me mountains or give me beach i'm the beach guy but there's something about this time in the mountains in a path yeah. that's really special i've tried that as like trail running mm-hmm. um it's not as good as hiking yeah. for what i'm talking about yep. trail running especially for crossfitters it's hard not to like be like okay <sighs> yeah now next week i'm gonna do this in you know yeah. in eight minute miles right. it's just like it's too hard not to do that yeah. Whereas hiking, like put on a backpack, grab some water, grab some like, you know, be crunchy, grab some granola or whatever it is um, and and go for five minutes, 20 minutes or two hours. Like yeah. it, it's up to you. And again, it doesn't need to be every day, but if you were to do an hour in the woods by yourself, extra bonus points, yeah. really. Um, but with one buddy, okay. If you were to do that for an hour a week, you do yoga for an hour a week on top of your CrossFit, I think you're going to find yourself a little more centered and a little more productive in the gym, in the office, and in your relationships.
1: Yeah. It makes me think of the author, uh, Daniel Pink. Um, he yep. wrote the book Drive, and he says that um, the the best breaks, which is kind of partly what you're talking about, have three common uh, factors. One is that uh, they're mobile or you're mobile during the mm. break, you're outside, and you're with somebody else. Oh, very so cool. So that just made me think of
0: that. Okay, Love that's the that. first two. Third one. I mean, this might be a cop-out, but- play any sport Mm. like just a sport yeah so whether that's you're still playing tennis you're a skier um you're a golfer um, you play men's pickup hockey or you're in some sort of like recreational men's basketball like use the fitness outside Man, that's the so gym. Hard.
1: That's so easy to forget that, the, like, that, that that's the point of it. That's the point of it. Yeah. Exactly. What we're trying I mean, to maybe do, not
0: sports specifically, but, what we're, but what, we're, what we're trying to do in the gym is to get you better outside the gym. Yeah. And let's use it in let's express it in everyday life. The other thing there is um for a lot of those things, there's either like a team component. If there's not a team component, um you're probably outside again. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like do something outside. It doesn't need to be competitive. You could be a weekend warrior um, skier or mm-hmm. a kiteboarder or surfer or mountain biker, and you never enter an event at all. But you're outside using more of this neurological stuff to balance accuracy, coordination, agility. You know, from the hiking standpoint, you're doing more of this LSD stuff, the long, slow distance. We're getting back to our original heritage, the way humans yeah. are actually developed to move, which is. Yeah. Move for very long times at very very low intensities, you know. Basically, track down the herd, and then you have a really short, quick initial. Like, got to make the kill, and then you eat and find your mate and all the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Okay. Cool. Those those were your
1: three exercise routines. Last one is gonna be three people you should have in your life.
0: Okay. So the first one, um, three people you should have in your life. So. A lot of different directions we go here. But the first one is um, a someone either a um, financial or business mentor. Mm-hmm. So somebody that can help you with, um, you know, whether it's pulling equity out of your home to start your business, whether it's investments or something you can lean on in terms of, um, you know, Making decisions with your business or career advice, or but somebody that's kind of been there, done that, and um, call it a if it's a financial advisor, if it's a business coach, if it's um, a professor that you trust, having that position in your life that you can lean on to make the business slash personal finance decisions, I I just think that that's such a skill set that helps so so I i'm i i'm not a fan of money like I just, it's just nothing that i'm so grateful i have somebody that cares about money in my mm, life that yeah. can do this for me mm-hmm. if i didn't have that person um i think i'd not be as um buttoned up and confident in the direction i'm going because mm. i don't yeah. pay attention to it that much right um similar to that is like, so my dad basically falls fills this role for me. He's the guy that from day one, I can lean on in terms of like creating a business model or, um, should I take on investors or, um, you know, I'm, what is this tax implication or how, do, how is this, um, you know, in terms of, um, Should I do a thirty-year fixed or a ten-year interest-only? Like those are the type of questions that I can. I feel really confident to be able to lean on um, him for those things. I think it's incredibly valuable, regardless of where you are in whether you're an artist. Right and money, it just doesn't matter to you at all, and you, or your financial advisor yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I think having that person to use as a resource is incredibly valuable. Yeah,
1: is that something you found equally valuable from when you were younger and maybe starting out
0: to even now? Like yeah, so like the, the value
1: continues. Throughout? So
0: I think it's probably even more so when I was younger yeah. because my dad was so um, financially minded yeah. um, that I grew up in. There's the, the, a book. um, Kosaki wrote uh, "Rich Dad Poor Dad." I know the Robert.
1: I don't know the author. I yeah, don't, I don't um, know
0: "Rich author. Dad Poor Dad" yep. it's a really cool book, um, and the idea is that there's basically two types of families: ones that like you don't talk about money because yeah. money is like the root of all evil, and the other ones that at the dinner table talk about investing and talk about what, um, the implications of investing versus in real estate versus Bitcoin. And that's just like a normal conversation. What it means to, um, buy stocks versus buy bonds and what it means to like, what's an IPO and like, and the, the advantages that those families have Mm. is just so huge. So realizing that money is not an evil thing, um, it can allow you to do great things. Yeah. Um, and having that as as a as a norm in the family at a young age, I think is incredibly empowering.
1: Yeah. Another uh, good book in that realm is, um, it's a terrible title, but it's uh, I Will Teach You To Be Rich huh. um, by Ramit Sethi. Mm. Really good. Um, okay. That was the first one, right? First one, financial advisor, financial mentor yep. of some kind. So second one.
0: Uh, a teammate mm. or a business partner. Yep. Somebody that you're like, making something with Mm. somebody like that you get to like um be in the trenches and like create and whether that's like a a a teammate you guys are um you're the your best friends on your baseball team you know that sort of thing or you're a collegiate rower and you have a best friend on your on your rowing shell on your rowing team crew Crew, team crew crew team team. (laughs) on your crew team god that was terrible on your crew team um we obviously don't rehearse these. <laughs> On your boat squad? Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, or in my case, like Harry, I get to develop, I'm, I'm making yeah. a business with him. And that's so cool yeah. to be able to like, go out to lunch and have those conversations yeah, totally. and be like, what do you want to do? What do you want to make? What are we trying to create? What's the next thing we should try to fix? Yeah. What's uh, the next obstacle we should try to attack? Like, where's the next opportunity? Um, it's a, That's such a cool, um, thing to have mm-hmm. in your life to be able to like make those things but i could totally get it from a business or a teammate thing right, right. like you know i'm, I'm sure You're just
1: a common pursuit yeah right, right. like tom that, brady i'm yeah.
0: sure has that with julian edelman right mm-hmm. Where they are in the off season like this is what we're gonna do this year this year we're gonna implement these plays we're gonna run this offense we're gonna yeah. make this like it's that's just such a um it's an amazing privilege that I feel like I have, that I have that type of relationship yeah. with somebody.
1: Um, I'm curious what maybe more tactically, like, cause I don't, cause I think a lot of people probably who know you, kind, you know, through the podcast and through whatnot, they don't see you as needing. It's, it's a weird thing to say, but like not, you don't really need a partner or a teammate cause it feels like like yeah. you're really successful and like you're, you're in charge and you do these things. So I'm really curious, like what does, and I know, obviously I know Harry, but like what does Harry bring to that kind of relationship that you need, I guess, is maybe yeah. like, what is it that, where is,
0: how does he complement what I would say is like your kind of visionary nature? So I would lean on the second side of that, sta- that question or that statement, um, which is what does he compliment yeah. and let's words matter. You, you need very little, you mm-hmm. need shelter, water, you know, yep. you need that. So like, I, you don't need that. So if you look in terms of needs, you're going to, you're not going to be able, you're not going to pursue things that you could benefit you. Um, I want that relationship Mm -hmm. because what Harry is a lot more in the weeds than I am. Harry is um, a lot more tactical than I am. I am more of a visionary. I work at the big picture. I look at really big growth opportunities. I think about strategic partnerships. I look at um, different revenue streams or lines of business. Harry is a maker and a doer, yeah. and because of that he gets a lot more of the tactical stuff and actually sees like, no, we need to tighten this screw, we need to pull this lever, mm-hmm. we need to hire this position, like, um, and those two things complement each other very, very well. Yeah. Without without that, um, you can be, you can, I could end up being just a a, a dreamer, mm-hmm. and he's the guy that actually can make um, a lot of this thing actionable.
1: Yeah, got it. That's two,
0: third one. Um, a best friend and that's mm. kind of like an easy cop out one, yeah. right? But like <laughs> somebody that you can just, here's, I think it's a best friend and not a friend. If you can share, um, like hopes, dreams, and fears with mm-hmm. um really some of the things that you're struggling with um without it being complaining right yep. like you can share things you're struggling with, with a stranger but you're just bitching and whining right. and moaning like <laughs> right. that's, that's not productive for anybody but if you are um somebody that you can trust and that you can lean into um you know i, I think it's helpful if that is not your spouse as yeah, well i was gonna ask that if that yeah. was if like, that... My fault, like my heather's my best friend of course right yeah. like, but I need somebody that I can talk to about my family and my relationships yeah, right. as well outside right. of that. So right. you need, need. Yeah. I, it's, it's helpful to want and you could have a, um, a best friend. I think those three things, Um, You know, I'm not saying that that's the perfect trifecta, but having somebody that you can lean on in terms of business advice outside of your business, um, financial wherewithal in terms of investing in how to um, protect what you've worked really hard to make and people don't get rich from their jobs. So Mm -hmm. you got to try to get rich from outside your job and somebody that can help you with that. A, um, um. A teammate or a business partner somebody you can grow and create something with and then thirdly is just a best friend somebody that's like kind of up for anything yep. meet you on friday and we'll go hike mm-hmm. right yeah. and do something like that and yeah. like let's and you and you kind of share all of your your secrets and all the rest yeah
1: any downside to to having one person fill maybe two or three of maybe two of those roles three might be asking a lot, but like, you know, financial advisor, who's your best friend or does that? I, yeah, does I, think, that I become, don't think so. Maybe yeah.
0: if you it's all three, cause then if you, if it's all three, then you're kind of losing and, you, and if something yeah. happens. Yeah. You're yeah. kind of in a bad spot. Um, <laughs> you but diversify I diversify the people. Yeah. So yeah. like right now, like my dad started off as my kind of business and yeah. financial guy, but um, Derek's really fulfilled yep. that role for me now. Yep. Um, Derek's also my best friend. right? So, yeah. so I have someone books. filling two of those yeah. buckets. Um, Harry's my business partner. Yep. So Um, I have two filling three. If you pull my dad back in, then I have three separate. (laughs) All right, my man, that was good. That was our second three by three. We will see
1: everybody next week. See ya. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.